Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. Well, welcome. It's January. It's a new year. It's 2022. And welcome to Your Health Matters. Now, in December, I had three fabulous guests who are with me again today. And we spoke about how a new year is a time to reflect on the previous 12 months and to find the achievements that you can celebrate. But many of us just reflect and think about all the things that we haven't done or that we haven't achieved. Well, my three guests gave us some incredible advice on how to overcome those feelings that many of us often have. So I highly recommend you go back and you listen to the podcast of last month's broadcast. And I'm sure you're going to just get so much good advice there. Let me tell you again who our guests are. We have Emma Butler, who is a transformational life coach with a signature program called Know, Grow and Glow Your Life. And she's helped over 100 ladies leave behind ill health, self-destruction and low self-worth and create a life full of vitality and purpose. We also have Susan Marr. Susan is a Bob Proctor trained coach. She has a very interesting past. She's a property entrepreneur and she believes that we should be living a life where you don't have to think twice about doing the things that you love to do, that you don't have to have anxious nights, that people should be able to be free and um, expressed by trusting their voice and embracing their power. And Neil, Neil's aim in life is to inspire before he expires. And Neil is an international business and personal development speaker, a business transformational consultant, a trainer and mentor, and a bit of a comedian as well. So welcome back, guys. It's really nice to have you here today. Now, for those who haven't listened to December's recording, please, please have a listen because you are going to get lots and lots of advice. But we're going to continue our program today by looking more at how we set actual goals, not just your wishy-washy New Year's resolutions, but we're going to get some really good advice on what you can do. So, Emma, what advice would you give people about setting goals? Uh, thanks, Jules. So obviously we spoke in our in our last um, meeting around all of the different things that you can do to make sure a goal is so much more than just a New Year's resolution and one that we won't succeed in. And we talked about, you know, digging in a bit deeper. Is it what is it that's really important to you? So really dig down, understand, is it really important to you? That's the first thing, because often we go for something that really when we think about it that's not the most important thing to us so dig a bit deeper is it actually possible you know if it's not achievable then guess what you won't achieve it so understanding is it actually possible for you to do it and if you see some things where you think well it's not because of this then maybe you've got to get some skills or some capabilities so we covered that but one thing I didn't cover which I think is a really key part that will um, really massively increase your chances of succeeding is to plan to fail. Now, what do I mean by that? (laughs) Okay, what I mean by that is, if you're working out what you want to do, you know, normally, when we write goals, we go, what do I want? When do I want it by? Um, Add another little element to it called obstacles. Okay, and what this does is this helps you to plan to fail, which means the chances of it all going swimmingly, we know are not, you know, life throws all sorts of things at us. People come in that we weren't expecting. 
So what you can do is when you understand what you want, you can go, what possible things might happen? You know, what have I got coming up? I know that next weekend I'm doing this and that's going to make it a bit more difficult for me. Or, you know, I've got that friend coming to stay that always, you know, takes me off on, on, you know, down the side road that I don't want to go. And basically what you're doing is you're going, I know that I am likely to have things that are going to just take me slightly off path and I'm going to plan them in. And what you can then do is go, is there anything I can do to help that so that I can overcome it? Or you can go, well, actually, I know that's going to happen and that's absolutely fine. I've account, you know, I've factored it in. So planning to fail when you set your goals, I think, is a really good part to um, add in at that outset. Thank you, Emma. Thank you. Neil, let's have your best advice on how to set New Year's goals. Wow. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go back to something that was discussed. It was Albert Einstein, I believe, that turned around and said, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. What you're doing? He didn't say it like that. Obviously, I said it like that, but that's the way that Albert Einstein said it. But it's so, so true. And we see it in business all the time. You carry on doing the same stuff and it brings you the same results, which are crap. And then you moan about those results. Do you know why they're the same results? Because you're doing it the same way. So there's a couple of tips that I've got here. First of all, you know, does anyone know who Novik Djokovic is? Novik, Novik, Novik Djokovic, he's, a, he's one of them, isn't he? He's a, he's yeah. a tennis player, isn't he? Right. I was reading a report on him the other day, although it was in big words with lots of pictures because I'm dyslexic. But I was reading it and he was actually turning and, and, and turned around. They said, what, what, what do you give your success towards? He went having a fantastic coach. Now, this may sound like a bit of a shameless plug, but I know for a fact that the, 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 the athletes that have got a coach, the athletes that, that have got someone telling them what to eat, the athletes that have got people sitting there working out what their gear's got, what, what gear they've got to wear. I mean, you can't get in a pair of long trunks and, and, and want to win the, the, the 100 metres. It's got to be all tight. You've got to eat the same. And if anyone's thinking about me in tight shorts, stop it. Right? So you've got to get the right coach. You've got to get out your own way. I find this all the time. We are constantly roadblocking ourselves. Can't do that. Can't do that. No, can't do that. So if you say you can't do it, there's no point you starting it. I think Emma and Suzanne have spoken about this in, that, in our last part, and Emma just spoke about it before. And there's a question that I ask anyone before they come on board, okay? And I hope you don't mind me. It, it's not swearing, but it could be construed as. So bear with me here. Hold on to your hats, ladies and gents. You've got to be fed up of your own bullshit. Because until then... Right, you will just keep expecting it, accepting it, and you will drown in it. So, when you're sick and tired of your own bullshit, when you want to get out your own way, until then you can't go anywhere. Who's ever got stuck in mud in a pair of wellies? Anyone? Yeah, exactly. You've got to leave the wellies there, haven't you? <laughs> get someone to carry you home. Well, I'll, bring, I'll take my wellies everywhere with me. Right, so, ladies and gents, get fed up of your own bullshit. That is when you start achieving. I hope that helps. Well, sorry, Neil, but I'm trying to wipe out my mind the thought of you in a pair of tight shorts. So 
Listen, listen, think about it. It's tight shorts and Wellington boots. You carry on, ladies. Enjoy yourselves, yeah? <laughs> oh, dear. No, good advice, good advice. And um, certainly lots of things to think about there. Um, Susan, now I'm a huge Bob Proctor fan. So what would Bob suggest when it comes to putting out there what you want to achieve in the, in the next 12 months? And it doesn't have to be New Year, does it? It could be any period of time, the next month, the next two months. What would he suggest? Right. Well, um, I Bob would say say this, and it, it may cause a little controversy with, with what Emma's saying, but um, he he says this about goals, right? And first of all, goals are meant to cause you to stretch and grow. That's the only reason why we have them. So we don't want to go off and achieving things that we've already done before because we've already been there and done that. We, we're all here to, to grow and do more and be more. Um, a goal should therefore be something that you've never done before and it should 100% excite the hell out of you, really. It's, uh, it's, it's about this burning desire because that's what causes you to stick with it. Now, this is, this is the controversy bit, is that goals shouldn't be realistic. Go, and, and I know why Emma said that. It's because, you know, we're building a ladder of belief, right? If, if, and and that, that I subscribe to because, you know, if you're climbing this ladder and you've got this big goal right at the top, you've got no rungs in between, you'll be thinking, how on earth am I going to get there? Then, yes, you can build in the little rungs. But ultimately, the vision should be something that you want. You really, really want it. And it doesn't matter if you don't know how to get there the how will show up and uh, that's a whole story in itself but the, the 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 prerequisite to creating any goal is that it's something you really want to have in your life if you could have this it would make you just feel the bomb you would be like so fulfilled so happy so proud of yourself um it's all in the feeling and i can't stress this enough so that's First of all, how you set the goal. Now, how, how do you go about knowing what you want? Because a lot of people might shove that out of their head in the first place. Oh, can't have that because last time we tried to do something like that, we were disappointed. So what you do is you, you get a pen and paper out and you start writing everything that you want to have. Material things, money, feelings that you want, want to have, relationships, the, the whole wheel, the whole circle of life. Get it all out on paper because what you're try- writing out is your uh, it's your life story. It's your dream. It's your dream life. This your lifestyle. This is what you're getting out on paper, and then you're going to pick one thing, one thing out of that whole list, and choose that one thing and decide: Am I willing to do whatever it takes? Is this going to give me that much fulfillment when I choose this one goal and what it would mean for me to have it? And then I would write it down on a piece of paper, just a little card in the present tense, as if you've already received it. I am so happy and grateful now that I have whatever it is that you want to create in your life. And you carry it around with you because you've got to have the goal on the screen of your mind to know that you will persist and stay with it. It's so easy to fall off. New Year's resolution is done by the fourth day. Um, no, this is something you truly want in your heart's desire. 
And yeah, and I agree with Neil about the coach because it, they, coaches help you stay on track when you want to come off or when you come up with your excuses or um, what Bob terms your paradigms, your habitual way of behaving or want to throw you off course because it's saying don't go there because you've never been there before. It's scary. Stay in the comfort zone. No, no, I challenge that. So I apologize, Emma, but it's just another viewpoint. It's another perspective. Yeah, yeah, no, it, you're absolutely right. It is. And having watched and seen such a lot of Bob's stuff, um, it, it, yeah, it makes so much sense to me. So much sense to me. OK, so what I'd like to do now is for you all to maybe give one more piece of advice. But also, could you please give us all your contact details so that anyone listening in who might want to contact you knows exactly how they can get hold of you. And let's sort of go around the board again. So we'll start with Emma. Thank you. Thank you. So I just can't not touch on what Susan said, because I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said. And I'm a massive Bob Proctor fan. So I completely know where you're coming from. So what I want to do is go back to when I said, is it realistic? Is it achievable? The first thing you could ask is, has anybody else achieved it? Right. Okay. So it doesn't just mean, is it realistic for you? What we're saying is, is this goal achievable? If you're saying, can I go to the moon? Well, somebody did. So yeah, you can. So it just helps you understand from outside yourself. If somebody else has done it, you can do it. Now, there's a tiny little bit to add to that is if nobody else has done it, well, there's always a first. So still, it's still achievable. So I love that, Susan, that you brought that in because I completely agree with you completely and absolutely shoot for the stars. Um, okay, so where can you find me? So um, you wanted me to give one last bit of advice. I think I'll just take that of what I've just said with adding to Susan's. But Yeah, no, that's on... useful. And, and on that point, you're also right, Emma, <clears throat> that it's taking baby steps. Yeah. So it's having the huge vision, but it's having your base camp goals Absolutely. and knowing that this is my big vision and I'm carrying that around on a goal card. But I know that this month I'm going to cut sugar out of my diet or whatever it is, if it's a health goal. So no, yeah. you're absolutely right. But yeah, let's, let's yeah. have all And I'm sure um, Susan and Neil will agree as coaches, you know, we work with the tools according to who we're working with as well. You know, there are, you know, if, I, if you're working with a very, of a business entrepreneur who's done well, then you're going to go with some of these high level things. But as Neil said, if you're working with somebody who just wants to be able to function, literally get through the day, then you know, there's different approaches and, and that's what coach, why coaching is so good as well, because our job is to make it and take you the way that's going to work for you. And we have very good intuition around that. Um, I can feel Neil and Susan's intuition and I happily be able to say that I've learned to, to be able to say I know I do have it. So so that's good. So. Um, so, yes, the best place to find me is on Facebook. Um Emma Butler Hallett I am on Facebook so it makes it a little bit easier to find me I have a few groups but I would say start with my hellish to heavenly group that's the name of the group hellish to heavenly and also on Instagram you can find me as well hellish to heavenly or no grow and glow with Emma brilliant thank you Emma thank you um let's go to Susan next 
Hello, hello. So you can find me, you can friend me, you can friend me, Susan Ma on Facebook, S-U-S-A-N, and my last name is Ma, M-A, surprisingly easy. Um, I have a group called Prosperity Go-Getters on Facebook. Uh, you can email me at Susan at prosperityacademy.co.co. And, um, uh, and for my events, it's uh, www.prosperityacademy.co forward slash event so register for an event so that's where you can find me and on instagram <laughs> and when's your next event susan uh december the, uh, the, and when's your next event susan have you got one booked for january yet there will be one in january but if you go to the event page and you'll find find it there Perfect, perfect. Thank you. And do you want to give a last piece of advice for people who are thinking of? Yes, my last piece of advice is make a decision. People think they make decisions all the time, but they make a decision and they go back. And that's not making a decision. Mm -hmm. Making a decision is that you don't go backwards. It's irrevocable that you've decided this is the direction I'm going in and I am going to stay on course. Uh, accountability helps coaches help community help to so make a decision and irrevocable irrevo uh, irrevocable decision <laughs> brilliant brilliant thank you I've heard that so often from people who have become very successful and people have said well how did you do it well I tried and I've done this and I've done that and I finally just made a decision and so it's a great piece of advice Neil let's have your advice please Whoa, what? First of all, don't be in a room with three stunning women because you won't look as good. Um, that's probably one of my best bits of advice. But I want to I, I want to just use a metaphor that I'm going to leave you with. I left you with radiators and drains, but I want to give you this one. Play along with me, please, here, Jill, if you don't mind. Um, let, let, let's imagine a swan, like, just serenely going along, you know? They're paddling like mad to look that good, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got that one side of it. The second side of it is, has anyone heard about water off of a duck's back? Well, that's what happens to the swan. Yeah, if they get in trouble, the water comes down or whatever, the water just goes off of their back. Now, the last one, answer me this. What happens when a duck or a swan stops paddling? Nothing. They float. Do they float? Yeah. Now, some people you ask that and they go, well, it drowns, doesn't it? And you look at them, and you go, what? Really? <laughs> it floats. So, so here we go, right? You can either paddle like mad looking unbelievable, but you're probably better off just letting the water go off of your back. And you know what? If you mess up and you need to stop and take a breath, you'll be all right. You can get going again. So there's my beautiful metaphor or analogy for you. I'm full of them. Do you know what? Whenever I speak to my kids about being positive, they're always like, Dad, don't go business on me. But where can you find where can you find me? Well, if you don't pay me, it's Neil Killer, right? But if you do pay me, right, or you want to find me for any gigs or you, you wanna you wanna give me a call, I give a free hour, by the way. Um, that's a free hour that I give away to, to to other people. So you can find me as Neil Giller. If you spell Neil wrong, I will hunt you down and kill you. It is spelled N-E-I-L. No other way. And if there's any other Neils out there that spell it differently, you're wrong. Move on. I'm right. Done. Finished. Can I just end up by turning around and saying, I hope everyone has a phenomenal good year, a phenomenal 22. And Jill, thank you very, very much for having me because no one else will. Thank you. 
absolute pleasure absolute pleasure thank you all so much there's been some brilliant advice both in the december show and in our second part here in january so all of your contact details will be on the brookins radio um, website and on our facebook page uh, and yeah thank you all so much for joining us today Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. I'm so glad you're open. Thank goodness you're here. Do you ever close? Did you know the pharmacy at 20 Church Street, Weybridge is open from 8am to 9pm Monday to Saturday and 10am to 4pm on Sundays to meet your immediate medical needs? Our friendly and knowledgeable team can provide you with the advice you need as well as helping you with repeat prescriptions all over the counter products you would expect and if you can't get in to visit us we will deliver to you the pharmacy 20 church street weybridge we're here when you need us billy tong is your cobham based biltong and dry vores company you'll love our fabulous biltong with 16 flavors like wet and fatty mrs ball's chili chutney and amazing dry vores we also sell amazing boravors. And why don't you try our party catering? Billy Tong is part of the Surrey Hills Initiative and we sell online and at farmers markets like Ripley, Cobham, Horsley and Cranley to name but a few. Visit our website billytong.com or call Mark on 07789-755-504. Billy Tong, it's time to give your taste buds the taste of home. If you love film music of all kinds, then Hunter's Hollywood Hits and Britflix is the show for you. Every Thursday, escape into the exciting world of the movies with soundtracks that transport you right into the films. From special shows dedicated to legendary composers to theme shows dedicated to different genres, you can hear a mixture of classic themes as well as well-known songs that feature in films. So, all you film fans, be sure to catch Hunter's Hollywood Hits and Brit Flicks with me, Suzanne Hunter, every Thursday at 9pm, only on Brooklyn's Radio. It's Jill Bennett on Brooklyn's Radio. So, welcome back. This is part two of January's Your Health Matters. And we've been exploring lots of ways that you can set yourself up for your best 2022 other, um, 2022. There's many ways that we can set ourselves up for a better life. And over the years, I've talked about many of them on this show with some fabulous guests. We've talked about morning routines, healthy living. And in part two of this month's Your Health Matters, we're talking about one of my favorites, and that's meditation. My guest today is Zaya Dikbas. Zaya was born in England, but he grew up in Turkey. He travels quite a lot as part of his work, and he came across Sahaya. Is that right, Zia? Sahaja. Sahaja Yoga. Sahaja. Sahaja Yoga, or SY, as we'll call it to make it easier here today, <laughs> more, more than 10 years ago. It was the first meditative practice he tried, and he was amazed at the inner state of peace and clarity that it gave him, as well as the answers it provided to many questions he had about life. He's been involved in presenting SY to beginners and conducting classes for many, many years now. Welcome, Zaya. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be on your program. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Maybe we can start off. Tell us what is meditation and how it can help people. Why is it key? 
Uh, yes. Um, what is meditation is really an important question to ask uh, at the very outset, because uh, as I'm sure you're aware and uh, your listeners will be very clearly aware, there are innumerable different techniques and methods and practices when it comes to meditation out there. A lot of them come with a fee and uh, there's a huge variety available. Um, same with the word yoga. Yoga is um, understood in a certain way in the West these days. But um, what is the real meaning of meditation and what's the real meaning of yoga? So it's good to understand those from the very beginning. And uh, meditation is something that uh, should take us into a state of thoughtless awareness. That's the central concept, to be able to maintain a state in which we are fully conscious, fully aware and alert, but don't have to think if we don't want to, so that we're able to switch off that mind, which is so often uh, in the background, like a radio, which we somehow can't switch off, the discursive mind, which will never stop. And this thoughtless awareness is a state which can be achieved only when a certain energy is awakened within our being. So that's what happens in real meditation. This is how it's described, by the way, in ancient scriptures. It's only in recent times that uh, it's found a, a different kind of a definition. Say, for instance, in modern dictionaries, it's um, spoken about as contemplating on a thought silently for an extended period of time and so on. But that's definitely at variance with what traditionally meditation really means. Meditation means to go deeper and deeper into states of peace and harmony and thoughtlessness. And to touch upon the word yoga also, just briefly, yoga is uh, perhaps a word which evokes images of people doing uh, certain exercises, stretching and so on, wearing uh, a particular type of costume. And that's how it's uh, perceived in the West very often. But uh, yoga, in fact, the Sanskrit word means connection. Yoga means uh, to achieve a connection between the individual and the greater self. Whether we think about the greater self as nature or the universe or the cosmos or God, doesn't make a big difference. This is an area which uh, uh, people researched to great extent uh, in past times in places like India. In a way, it's uh, quite right to look at it as a, a branch of science, we can say. The difference is the science that we know about in the West is the science of the outside, where we can conduct experiments externally, and then we can tally up the experiments that each other does. And if under certain conditions they produce the same results, then we say something is proven. But in the East, what they were doing is they were conducting experiments within to reach these states of inner peace and to get closer to the roots of their being and to the real nature, the essence of reality. So yoga, meaning connection, is very much related to meditation. And uh, perhaps uh, it's no surprise that this practice which I'm involved in, uh, which I'm mostly going to be speaking about, Sahaja Yoga, meditation, brings those two words together. Yoga, the connection, and meditation. They follow on from each other, really. And really, they are very much key in these modern times uh, to 
live our life to the fullest as possible and to achieve as much as we can. And I think to live as much as we possible can, possibly can, is to be in the moment, isn't it? We're all constantly distracted with mobile phones or I know people who have the television on all day or a radio on all day. So how can we be in the moment? It's very true. I mean, it's never been uh, to this extent that we're surrounded by this churning sea of distractions. Uh, I think we're at a particularly unique time in uh, our history in that respect. And uh, that's one of the reasons why meditation and this learning how to be able to be in the moment through meditation is so key for our lives. So meditation should bring about that in a natural way. It should be natural and it should be easy. It should flow from your inner being without much uh, needed in terms of concentration or any investment of any sort. Sahaja Yoga meditation does that in a very simple manner. Uh, There is an energy within us And it's placed for the very purpose of giving us the capacity to be able to meditate. It's a magical energy, and that's a very um, good way of describing it in very general terms, because when this energy is activated, it brings us to the center. And when I say center, I'm talking about taking us away from the extremes of the left and the right, of going too far into our emotions on one side and going too far into thinking and planning and the future on the other. And neither of these are reality. Being in our emotions and in the past or thinking about the future and what we're going to do tomorrow and being involved in n number of activities, these are both uh, away from the center. But to be able to find rest and to rejuvenate our being and to refresh and to regain our energies, the first step is we have to be in the present, in the center. So that's what this energy does. It uh, draws you into the center and uh, it takes you gradually more and more into a state where complete relaxation relaxation takes place. It spreads throughout the being and it uh, It involves not just physical relaxation, but mental and emotional relaxation as well. I love the idea of magical energy. I think that's a wonderful term. I think that (laughs) just, just to me, it says what it is because, you know, I love to meditate. We think of meditation sometimes as going within. Mm -hmm. How can we go within? To some people that might sound a bit sort of bonkers. How can you possibly go within? So maybe you could explain how we could do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's really important to be able to go within. Uh, Yet it's not so obvious how to do that. But uh, with Sahaja Yoga, it does become a very simple process. And something has to happen within us to draw our attention inside. And that happening is the awakening of this energy. The energy, um, I'll uh, say the name because many people will have heard about it. You've probably, most probably have heard about it, uh, is called Kundalini, which means coiled energy. So it's known in the scriptures of uh, ancient India as a feminine energy, which is coiled within the sacrum bone in the spinal cord. So the sacrum bone, I mean, the name itself 
carries quite a strong hint, sacrum in Greek meaning sacred. And so it seems to suggest that the people who named this bone hundreds of years on, uh, after those Indian uh, scriptures were written, had the feeling that uh, there was something special in that bone. So when this energy is awakened, it gradually uncoils and it rises up the spinal cord. And it travels up, it travels through the brain, and then it starts flowing out of the top of the head. So this journey, which it takes, is very easy and natural and smooth and gentle. And that's because this energy is a living energy. It's likened in the scriptures to one's individual spiritual mother. So it's a mothering energy. It's, uh, it's there to look after its only child. So it won't do anything to, to harm or surprise the child. It rises in a way which is very gentle. But that's the happening which brings the person into the center. It's that process which gradually pulls you in from the extremes of the past and the future into the present time. And that's the um, first step that we have to take to be able to move towards becoming thoughtlessly aware. And there are further uh, delightful states waiting for us beyond that, this uh, sense of deep silence and bliss and so on. Mm, it's fascinating. And I was going to ask you next um, if you can explain how different SY is from other forms of yoga and meditation. But I think we've really covered that. Um, we've sort of looked at different types of, um, well, that yoga is more about movement and meditation is more about stillness and going within. But is there anything else you want to add about the difference between um, SY and other forms of yoga and meditation? Yes, I'd be delighted to. Um, there are some very important differences. Um, in many of the types of meditation which are available today, we'll see that there is the element of the mind being used as an instrument to control the mind. So the person will be asked to watch their thoughts for an extended period of time, for instance. And this is a potentially beneficial and potentially calming practice because it gradually instills in the person the understanding that I am not my thoughts. I am something beyond or more or away from my thoughts. So a detachment begins to build in. But uh, the practice itself of using the mind to control the mind and to uh, bring about states of mind which are more beneficial to us or more relaxing to us is quite limited. Uh, and the reason is because you're just working with the mind. With Sahaja Yoga, you're working with an energy, a living energy. This is an energy which nature itself has put inside us so that we can go into a state of meditation, so that the individual can experience that um, rejuvenation, which is so important for us when we are living these hectic lives with short deadlines and uh, huge demands on our uh, time uh, in these uh, days that we're living in. And not to mention the unexpected, extraordinary developments like the COVID pandemic and so on. There's um, challenges coming from all directions. So nature has the answer to this. And uh, Sahaja Yoga is the way in which you can 
naturally go into a state of meditation. And uh, where in many of these meditations, the mind is very much engaged and active because it's in use. That's the way the practice promotes uh, one uh, to achieve any results. In Sahaja Yoga, the mind is more and more relaxed. And we attain the same state of detachment, the same realization that we are not the mind and even not the emotions and not the body, but uh, by going beyond the mind. So there's this uh, state of rising above it all. It's, um, you hear of people, don't you, who literally can have out-of-body experiences when they're in a deep, deep state of meditation, which I think is wonderful. Um, so we know it's very, very beneficial. And we know, especially as you know, we know it's almost two years now since we've been in very challenging situations. And people, let's face it, throughout life have very, very challenging um, situations to deal with. So explain a bit more about the benefits of meditation and what other simple and effective stress management techniques there are that we could use. For people, especially who are living stressful lifestyles, who set themselves goals and uh, are aiming to achieve them within certain timeframes, it's really important to be able to have a place to go at the end of the day to throw away all the stress which accumulates as a byproduct of their activities and their endeavors. Daily meditation is really key for that. And uh, with Sahaja Yoga, daily meditation takes the uh, very beautiful form of uh, something which we can liken to planting a seed and then taking care of it, watering it on a daily basis, and then watching it grow. So one of the advantages of this routine of looking after your inner tree, so to speak, or meditating on a daily basis, is that all of the innate qualities within us are strengthened and reinforced and more tightly and meaningfully integrated with each other every time we meditate. And even just 10 or 15 minutes of meditation per day is enough to see these results. So what are these um, innate qualities which I've just referred to? There are certain human qualities within each one of us and uh, you mentioned the chakra, so I'll, I'll also refer to the same word without feeling too hesitant about it and hoping that the listeners also are familiar with the word chakra, meaning energy centers. These are the um, subtle centers within us. They correspond to the nerve plexuses in our body, but on an energy level. So Sahaja Yoga says that there are seven main energy centers within us, and each one is the source of certain qualities or powers, we can say. So for instance, innocence and wisdom. There is a chakra which is the source of these qualities. And then there's creativity. There is satisfaction. There is courage. There is communication and collectivity. There is the ability to forgive. So with all of these chakras having these innate qualities, each time we sit down for meditation and just give ourselves the chance for this kundalini energy to work on them, to nourish them, to nurture them, these chakras become stronger. Any kind of defects which they might have, might have suffered 
are uh, attended to by the Kundalini and they're cured, they're redeemed. And each of the chakras are more closely connected to each other. So there's a transformation process uh, underway. We become more innocent, more wise, more creative, more satisfied, more courageous, more loving people, more capable of communication. So it's a process which not only helps you to be in the moment, to gain greater mental clarity, to have greater insight into your own being and the world in which you move, but it also transforms the individual. So that's, that's a great thing. And the other um, very uh, interesting, remarkable aspect of meditation is that uh, it's something connected with yoga, which we just uh, spoke about. And uh, I mentioned how it means connection. So when a person is in a state of connection, when they've, say, got up a little bit earlier in the morning and had their meditation and then set off about their day of work, they will be retaining to some extent that state of being connected to the entire universe, we can say. Mm -hmm. Now, when, when the individual is connected to the universe, when they're connected to reality itself, then you have a two-way process starting up. Reality itself begins to position the individual in the most favorable manner. So you don't have to go looking for success because the universe, we can say in a very sort of grand term I'm using there, puts you in the path of success. And the person comes across riches, material, spiritual, things which will satisfy them as a natural course of things, because you're now in the grand scheme of reality itself. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, it's There's something about being at peace in your life and being grateful for everything that you have that just means that you attract so much more to you. We're just going to take um, a break. We've got some um, commercials to run and we will be back in just a couple of minutes. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. When you're looking to send important documents and packages, don't settle for second best. Choose mailboxes, etc. in Church Street, Weybridge. We offer you high street access to fast, reliable and internet trackable delivery services from world-class couriers, including UPS, FedEx, Parcel Force and DHL. We also offer a range of Royal Mail services and can pack your shipment so that it arrives safely. Around the corner, around the country or around the world, big or small, mailboxes etc. in Weybridge can collect, pack and ship it all. Oh, oh, sound familiar? With more people working at home and less time to worry about our posture, it's unsurprising that back and neck pain, migraines and sciatica are all on the rise. Luckily, there's somewhere that's got your back. West Chiropractic in West Byfleet prides itself on being a practice helping people from Surrey and beyond with enthusiasm, experience and expertise. With plenty of five-star reviews, it's a place you truly can trust. 
Book a free discovery visit now to speak with one of their expert chiropractors and find out how to move forward with a program tailored to your situation. Visit them online at westchiropractic.co.uk. Hello, my name's Sarah Chaplin and every Thursday night I host a show called Jazz London Live at 10 o'clock until midnight and each week I play a selection of jazz, funk, fusion and Latin. I feature an interview in the first hour of the show with somebody on the British jazz scene, a gig guide rounding up the gigs in the week to come and in the second hour of the show there's Album of the Week in which I play three tracks from a brand new album that's just come out and also a long track in the second hour of the show to help you wind down uh, to bedtime on a Thursday evening it gets a bit more mellow towards the end of the show so if you love jazz you're going to love this show Jazz London Live on Brooklyn's Radio if you're not sure whether you like jazz give it a try you might find there's some tracks in there that you really love It's Jill Bennett on Brooklyn's Radio Okay, welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> We're talking at the moment about meditation, and we have Zaya here with us, um, who is truly an expert in this in this subject and is um, really, really helping us to understand things. We know that taking care of our health has never been so crucial. And by learning the very simple technique of going into thoughtless awareness, um, not necessarily mindfulness, but I love the term that you, you told me, thoughtless awareness, you will have acquired the basics and will start to reap the benefits of decreased stress levels and an overall state of balance within as little as we've already talked about 10 minutes. So how can people learn more about how to get into thoughtless awareness, Saya? It's very simple. Um, we have a uh some programs running some of them are online some of them are offline as they say that's the um, word which we've now adopted to describe the old world pre-pandemic situation Um, of course we used to have um, uh, weekly meditation programs uh, in many parts of the country where we would hire a hall and people would come there and would meet them face to face and we would uh, have a guided meditation then we'd answer any questions and so on the pandemic has uh, had an effect on that and many of our meetings went online and some of them are still continuing so i think most days of the week it's possible for listeners to join in one of these uh, online meditations and uh, give you a few links, if you like, to point people in that direction. Uh, there are also a number of classes which take place again on a weekly basis in London and other places, which are actual physical meetings where you actually go to a venue. It's uh, potentially a point of interest to also mention here that um, these meetings are all free of charge. So whether it's online or at an actual location, and regardless of how many times anyone would like to attend, come and go as they please, the meetings are always free. That's incredible. That's that's just a very generous thing for you and all of your um, fellow volunteers to do. Now, lots of people will have done a one-off meditation or made a one-off meditation, and we know that that can be beneficial to them. But what difference can regular meditation make to, to a person's life? That's a really key question. And uh, we do find that sometimes people come to a program and uh, they'll be amazed at uh, the effect it has on them. They'll say that, oh, I came with a terrible headache and now it's completely gone and this has never happened before. Or it'll be someone who says, you know, I feel so relaxed and so peaceful inside. There'll be these expressions of joy on their faces and so on. But we quite often see that people go, walk away from an experience like that and never pursue it. So it is important to continue 
meditating. And to make it a part of your life, we do recommend that uh, you meditate 10-15 minutes a day if you can find the time. And what is the effect of doing that to answer your question? It's very much useful to go back to the example of the the little sapling which is uh, sprouted with the first awakening of this energy within the magical energy. And then it's an organic process. It uh, takes some patience, some time, and daily care, a bit of water and whatever else the plant might need, the right part of the room, perhaps, not Mm -hmm. too much in the draft or cold air or anything like that. And that's what uh, the daily meditations are like. Every day, you'll be allowing your inner being to grow, to become stronger, to become more capable of getting into that state of being connected in that state of true yoga and more capable of using your own powers as they gradually manifest to be able to see clearly, to make decisions uh, without any kind of interference clouding our minds. These are powers which gradually develop and that's what uh, you get as a reward for having that cumulative process. Yeah, I completely agree again. And um, you say if people can make the time, but actually, sorry, you said that if people can find the time, but I think people actually have to physically make the time. And if that means getting up 10 or 15 minutes earlier every day, it is so worth it because, you know, they are going to feel so much better. They're going to achieve more. They're going to find more time in their life anyway, because they're feeling so much more at peace in their own body. It's so true. Absolutely true. I recently watched an interview with um, a person who's been practicing Sahaja Yoga for a long time. It's available on YouTube. Uh, And he's also a top CEO of some big international corporation. And he was explaining it like this. He said, you put aside some time to meditate on a daily basis, ideally in the morning. And that time, far from being a a loss or wasted time, it actually makes the rest of the day so much more efficient, Mm. so much more productive that you gain a huge amount of time. I certainly agree with that. Now, many of our listeners will have set some quite audacious goals for 2022. How can meditation help them be in the right space to achieve them? So it's important to be balanced, to move towards our goals, I think. And That's what meditation will give. It will gradually give a state of balance. And perhaps we could liken it to an airplane. And it has to have two wings, which are more or less the same, uh, so that the plane takes off nicely and stays in the air and travels uh, on a forward course without veering off on any direction. So the meditation is what will build our inner being so that it can take flight towards our goals. And uh, in a way, when we are in an increasingly meditative state, the goals we set ourselves also will be more realistic and more reasonable, more balanced. And put all these together with the um, fact that the universe itself is now on your side and putting you in the right place at the right time, meditation is just the um, obvious (laughs) answer to it, really. Okay, so... If someone has set an intention to learn to meditate this year, what can they do to find out more and get started? So the first step is to try one of these guided meditations. I'll have the opportunity to give the links, I think. It's a process in which this Kundalini energy is awakened for the first time. And as I mentioned, it's very natural, easy, and it's simple, and the results are beautiful, and we really end up in a nice state of relaxation. So that would be the first step. And then it's just a matter of being patient with ourselves, just as we would be patient with a plant growing on our windowsill or in the garden. 
we have to give ourselves time and not expect too much too quickly. But uh, I'm sure that people will enjoy every meditation so much and find it so valuable because it's just like uh, pressing the reset button. You think that you've run out of energy, but uh, it's just a case of getting rid of a load of obstacles. And uh, once the meditation does that, then you'll find that you're just raring to go again. Now, we are running out of time, but maybe you could tell us where our listeners can get an experience of a live meditation. Sure, I'd be delighted. Um, There's a list of um, different uh, online uh, locations where you can tune into and uh, join one of the uh, free programs that they have at our main national website, and that is sahajayoga.org.uk. You'll have a whole list of places, and uh, you'll also find some physical locations there if you're based in London or other places also. Uh, There's also the um, contact details for the local teams, and it's possible to just get in touch with them and ask them questions. There might be one-off programs in your immediate vicinity as well. So I'm based in Berkshire, and we have our own website. Uh, It's berkshire-meditation.org. Everyone is most welcome to come along to our website and uh, to tune into our meetings, which happen on Tuesday evenings uh, from 7.30 p.m. onwards. We do the meetings over Zoom, and anyone can just come and join in. And uh, uh, the the format is we just basically um, introduce the basic concepts. takes about five minutes. Then we do this um, meditation. And that's a beneficial uh, part of the meeting for everyone, whether they're seasoned practitioners with a lot of experience behind them or someone who's never tried meditation in their lives and they're very hesitant. They wonder if, you know, they could ever do meditation and they're asking themselves the question, uh, is meditation really for me? Well, absolutely it is because uh, I'm, I'm absolutely sure that everyone can do meditation it's a natural thing. It's, it's there, but part of us as human beings, the capacity to meditate is there. We don't have to read any um, ancient scriptures, which I've mentioned. <laughs> we don't have to read any textbooks. We don't have to do a degree or anything. We don't have to do any sort of um, learning because it's a natural process. Just like a, a seed doesn't need to do any learning to sprout, we don't either. There's a website which people might find interesting in terms of the founder, Srimataji Nirmala Devi. So srimataji.org is where you can find out about this uh, remarkable person, one of the most incredible personalities in spirituality, taking into account how much she has taught and the the impact of her knowledge. And for the scientific aspect, there's um, a lot of experimentation which has been done, scientific proof which has been published in uh, peer-reviewed top medical journals, Uh, that shows that um, Sahajoga is amazing. It uh, is a treatment where medical treatments fall short. It gives us better attention. It reduces mental clutter and stress. It's a scientific fact which they've shown. Uh, The brain ages more slowly with Sahajoga, incredibly. Decreases stress hormones and we sleep better. So all of this kind of a thing about the scientific aspect, which some listeners might be interested in, there are several sites um, one of them is researching meditation as one word, researchingmeditation.org. Another one is meditationresearch.co.uk. And then finally, there's one by a Dr. Ramesh Manocha, beyondthemind.com. He refers to this um, concept of thoughtless awareness as mental silence. As maybe it's more easy to understand or visualize to say mental silence. So you have the mind, which is 
emptied of clutter and destruction. You know, all of that is so, so useful because some people want to read about the uh, science behind it. I was reading a lot of things on Dr. Joe Dispenza's uh, website recently, and he was referring to a lot of the research that you've just mentioned. And in fact, I think if you meditate, he was saying the ideal amount of time was 40 minutes a day, but he's seen the benefit in as little as 10 minutes as well, because most of us haven't got 40 minutes or won't find 40 minutes to do it. And he was saying you can knock as much as eight years off the life of your brain. So you can reduce the age of your brain by about eight years if you regularly meditate, which I think is wonderful. We're completely out of time, but Zaya, thank you so much. I think the meditation experiences that are available now that you've given us the details of are very safe spaces for people who might want to try this. And that's just fantastic because they can go online, they can try it, and then they may feel brave enough to come to a live class. And if someone's a bit further down the line, they can go to a live class straight away. So I think that's all fabulous we will post up lots of links for people on the brooklyn's radio website and on the brooklyn's radio facebook page once this has um been broadcast so again people can find easy links that they can follow to find out more so thank you so much for joining us today it's been an absolute delight to hear you talk thank you so much it's been a pleasure and uh, i'm very grateful for the opportunity brooklyn's radio believes your health matters.